Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 71, beginning on page 425. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me and deliver me in thy righteousness. Incline thine ear unto me, and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of thee. I am become, as it were, a monster unto many, but my sure trust is in thee. O oh, let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of age. Forsake me not, which faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God. My God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. 
let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God, and will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hast taught me from my youth up until now. Therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done, O God, who is like unto thee. O oh, what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me, and yet didst thou turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me up from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comforted me on every side. Therefore will I praise thee and thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded and brought to shame that seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth verse of the eighth of the third chapter of the book of the prophet Daniel. Now at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and brought malicious accusations against the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You have issued an edict, O king, that everyone must bow down and pay homage to the golden statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, trigon, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music. And whoever does not bow down and pay homage must be thrown into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. But there are Jewish men whom you appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men have not shown proper respect to you, O king. They don't serve your gods, and they do not pay homage to the golden statue that you have erected. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a fit of rage, demanded that they bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before him. So they brought them before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods and that you don't pay homage to the golden statue that I erected? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, trigon, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, 
You must bow down and pay homage to the statue that I had made. If you don't pay homage to it, you will immediately be thrown into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. Now, who is God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to King Nebuchadnezzar, We need not give you a reply concerning this. If our God, whom we are serving, exists, he is able to rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will rescue us, O king, from your power as well. But if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, and we will not pay homage to the golden statue that you have erected. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 37th verse of the 21st chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Then as Paul was about to be led into the barracks, he said to the commander, May I speak to you? He replied, Can you speak Greek? Are you not the Egyptian who some time ago stirred up a rebellion and led the 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus, Delicia, a citizen of no main city, mean city, and I implore you, permit me to speak to the people. So when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language. They kept all the more silent. Then he said, I am a Jew, indeed a Jew, born of Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous towards God as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, and also the high priest bears me witness, and all the council of the elders, from whom I also received letters to the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now as it happened, as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone about me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. 
And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. And since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. There a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked up at him, and he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. You will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Here endeth the first, second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as pass man's understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee 
we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of thoughts about our lessons for tonight. We begin in Psalm 71. And psalm 71 is a, is a remarkable psalm um, because, it, because of its scope primarily. Um, it's one of my favorites because um, it really um, it the boundary lines between past and present um, and, uh, and you know, two different primary genres in the Psalter, which are both supplication and thanksgiving. We see many psalms that have to do with either of those in particular. But the, the curious thing about Psalm 71 is that um, from the very beginning, from even the first line, you kind of get this, um, it is established that this is both a supplication and a thanksgiving psalm, meaning it's kind of a, a, a mixed genre of psalm. But it's um, the, you know, combined with the fact that this, this psalm is told uh, primarily in retrospect from the perspective of one who has lived a long life of continuing to put their trust in God and seeing the eventual outcome of that trust. Um, it, it's, you know, there's, there's this suggestion that, um, that over time, the, the, the pattern of these things become, um, they become more sort of unified together. These things, these sort of genres of prayer, of supplication, of thanksgiving, of petition, um, they become uh, less discreet um, when looked at um, in totality. Um, and what this amounts to in Psalm 71 is that, you know, you can't really tell where um, the, the request for help and where the beginning of that help actually begin. And given that this is concerning the enemies of the, of the psalmist who are trying to put the psalmist to shame, there is also, it is also the case that we cannot tell um, when the sort of peril that is besetting the psalmist and the deliverance that the Lord is working for the psalmist sort of begin and end either. And so it is, it is, you know, the case that as soon as we begin to speak of the psalmist in peril, putting his trust in the Lord, um, in the, in the, in the self-same moment, there is always, already that deliverance that is being worked and ultimately that good outcome and vindication that is being worked for the psalmist. And the way that the language kind of flows seamlessly from one into the other and, and that the, this becomes the, the overall pattern is that, you know, as one looks at their life of prayer, um, one begins to see this kind of effect take place. I think if we have been practicing the life of prayer for any significant time, we can start to see looking back on the ways that the Lord worked in and through moments when it seemed that all we could do was desperately plea for help, that the means of our deliverance was already being worked out. Um, and this becomes a cause of thanksgiving, but then uh, eventually both, you know, petition and thanksgiving become, you know, one, one prayer, one sort of simple prayer. And is offered together. And so um, what we know in the episodes and seasons of our life as discrete forms of prayer, this eventually becomes just one prayer that is offered in many different seasons. Um, and that's the really beautiful kind of perspectival shift that happens in Psalm 71 through the poetry of the psalm. And that is, you know, at work in both of our readings tonight, as we can see, and there's a specific parallelism to be noted between these two lessons in Daniel chapter three, of course, we have the three faith. We have the three faithful friends of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who are being brought before King Nebuchadnezzar, who has, we should add, in chapter two, 
already been confronted with significant evidence that the God of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is this God who gives insight and illumination um, and interprets this inscrutable dream that Nebuchadnezzar has. So he's aware that these guys are serving this God from their homeland, and that God has shown himself capable of doing what the gods of Babylon and those who serve them could not do. And nevertheless, as is the habit of those with, um, you know, sort of uh, both the combo of power and ego, uh, Nebuchadnezzar has, you know, used the uh, sort of uh, has, has shifted quickly from the sense of humility and recognition um, of divine power to a kind of exaltation of the gods of Babylon um, and a kind of rebounding into that. And also um, a kind of flexing of his own, um, his own kingly power to take life away for those who don't do it uh, according to his whim. And as a result of that, you know, these three men who are committed to being faithful to God are dragged before his court and are resolute in the same moment that they are faced with imminent fatal peril. They are nevertheless, like they like had been demonstrated through the example of Daniel in the previous chapter, they are now, um, they sort of withdraw into that faithful position of putting their trust in the Lord, expecting vindication or expecting deliverance from Nebuchadnezzar one way or the other. And so what we see there is paralleled, of course, in St. Paul being dragged before the council um, in, uh, and dragged before the authorities, a combination of both the secular and, and religious authorities in Jerusalem in, in Romans chapter 21. Um, and we're meant to see a really horrible parallelism here where, you know, as, as these faithful, you know, sort of exiles are before the king of Babylon. So now Paul is being made to stand for the sake of faithfulness to the, to Jesus Christ and to God. Uh, this, you know, he's made, made to stand before his fellow, you know, his fellow kinsmen, um, speaking to them in his own language, uh, out of their own scriptures and out of his own experience of meeting the Messiah that the Lord had anointed and sent. And so, yeah, you know, we're meant to see in the lectionary pairing tonight that there's this awful inversion where the, you know, at one point in time, the faithful people of God have now been, you know, because of their rejection of the Messiah, there is, you know, the, the, the people who are descended from this, who have returned from captivity and endured the rebuilding period have now become the ones who are now in many ways rejecting the gospel and a new remnant has been formed in the midst of, of out of coming out of Jerusalem and is now being, you know, sent off to the nations. Um, because, you know, and, and rather than that being an exile of being sent away from Jerusalem for the sake of faithfulness, um, now actually to remain at Jerusalem is, a, is, is, is its own kind of exile. The gospel is going forth to the nations, whereas before going out to the nations means you were being dragged away from the place where God is. Um, and so what we're seeing in both cases is whether or not, um, you know, it is about being faithful in exile in the hopes of being returned back to the, you know, the city of God or, being, you know, going out to proclaim the gospel in the hopes of again returning to the city of God, um, that there is in both of these cases that same pattern that we can see um, characterizing the prayer and the life of prayer of the psalmist again, that if in the same breath with which we face the moment of crisis and resolve to be faithful in the midst of it, that is the self-same moment that the means of our deliverance are being delivered, even if they're not always obvious. And so for us, what remains is that continuous practice, regardless of whether we're in a season of consolation or a season of desolation, to again, return to that prayer, to return to that faithful expectation that in that moment we ask, God is already at work to deliver more than we can think to ask or desire. So we return to that tonight. And in that spirit, we'll turn to our intercession now on page 590.
Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. And thanks to Aaliyah and Joel, my co-leaders tonight. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father Hayden. Have a Thanks, good night, Father. Hayden. Bye, everyone.